When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the official Wildcat Podcast, presented by Authentic Brand and Kansas Land Tire. Now, with almost 50 combined years on the K-State Sports Network, here are your hosts, Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Weekly Podcast, presented each week by Kansas Land Tire and by Authentic Brand Apparel. I'm Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Cats, joined by longtime color analyst for football and men's basketball, Stan Weber. Stan, it's been, frankly, a very tough go here for the Kansas State basketball team. A couple of games that we'll review here today. We'll go back and talk about the loss in Stillwater Saturday and then the Tuesday midweek loss at home against Kansas, which dropped K-State to 5-18 and and just 1-13 and in league play. And I guess if we start with OSU, I think really the difference in the game, K-State made a great run at them. And then Cade Cunningham, as all really good players do, stepped up and made a couple of shots. And at the end of the day, it was a 67-60 game. K-State did some good things, just not enough to win the ball game. Yeah, a little bit of a roller coaster ride in that ball game. Uh, Oklahoma State had extended the lead, and the Wildcats could not make shots in the first half. And they led 41 to 21, had a 20-point lead. And that's when K-State put together their best stretch of basketball this season. 16-0 run against Oklahoma State and made the game close again. And then you're right. That's when Cade Cunningham hit a big three-point shot with no momentum. K-State doing everything right. Oklahoma State wondering how they're going to find a way to score. He loads one up from the right wing, knocks it down, and just settles everything down. And then just a couple of possessions later, he makes a great pass on the wing with all the attention shown toward him and the possibility of him scoring. He throws the ball from the wing to the front of the rim for an alley-oop dunk. You don't see that play called in that direction. We always see the one where 
they're on one wing and he sneaks someone from the top of the key around and there's no help side defense because everyone's gone to the strong side. Everybody's been doing that, Wyatt. But for him to throw an alley-oop dunk in the normal set uh, with uh, all 10 players working <laughs> balanced on the court was pretty amazing, and that was the difference. K-State continued to fight but just did not have enough, and Oklahoma State is playing good basketball got out of there with the victory. I, I think fight is the good word because I'm just sitting here looking at the box score and reminding myself that Oklahoma State led in this game at halftime 35-19, to and then K-State scored 41 points in the second half. So it really was a tale of two halves, no question about it. Yeah, it's uh, weird how basketball goes. It seems like teams flow a little bit better in the second half all around the country. But at times when you've seen a dry first half, uh, for K-State and you know I think about the Iowa State Kansas game that was the Saturday game getting ready for KU K-State in the middle of the week this week uh, they also struggled in the first half scoring a basketball then things open up in the second half but K-State really did a nice job at 40 plus points that's the best half K-State has had at 16 to 0 run the offense started to function uh, the Wildcats started to make some three-point shots and and uh, just look good on offense good ball movement a really uh, coming together around what they've done well for the last four or five games all came together in the second half. And then you shake your head and say, why didn't it happen in the first half? Why do you have less than 20 points? And and that's the thing that you can't get your arms around. Why do you have that kind of dry spell before you go into a very good half? Don't know, but it came up short. But as we move to the next game, uh-oh, it's going to be a theme for the Wildcats in their next game after the Oklahoma State game. Yeah, yeah, interesting thought. And, and, and I guess I'll throw this out, too. Sometimes we get so locked into the K-State side of it, and rightfully so, you kind of don't always necessarily, maybe you glance over some of the Oklahoma State stuff. And here's what I mean by that. Well, I talked about Cade Cunningham hitting a couple of big shots, but at the end of the day, he was just 5 of 13. K-State made him work for his 15 shots. But give OSU some credit. They played without Isaac Likely, and he's kind of their leader and they had some other guys really step up. I mean, you look at their scoring. Bryce Williams had 10. Rondell Walker had 10. Avery Anderson had 8. Farron Flavors off the bench, 9. Their guys did a pretty good job without Ice Likely. Yeah, exactly. And then Caleb Boone has 9 rebounds and yeah. does some work as well. So they really have come around to be a good all-around team. Obviously, they're going to talk about Cunningham uh, when you're looking at it from a national perspective and Oklahoma State being a ranked ball club. You know, they love the star power, and there's no reason not to. The guy's made great plays, and he's still online to likely be the first pick of the next NBA draft, so you don't want to take anything away from him. But it's amazing that K-State's defense and the style that they've used and what Bruce Weber has drawn up and the Wildcats have executed have really been the best two performances all year against him from an opponent's perspective. He didn't hurt K-State in Manhattan, and he didn't hurt K-State too much in this game, except for, we gave him credit already, when the game's on the line, you know, champions go out and make plays, and he you did bet. that very well. So we're not trying to cut him down. But K-State did slow him down in both matchups this year, which is really a heck of a compliment for the Wildcats' defense. Now, Oklahoma State has become a better team, and these these other supporting role players, Wyatt, even though awful young, K-State and Oklahoma State are the two youngest teams in the Big 12 when you look at the guys who are getting the minutes, uh, they've really upped their game, and they're really helping them out. So it's a good, improving team at Oklahoma State. All right, let's move on to the Kansas game from Tuesday night. Back at Bramlage Coliseum for the Dillon Sunflower Showdown Round 2. KU, of course, 
beating the Wildcats over in Lawrence 15 days prior. In this game, Stan, I think the thing that stuck out to us early is how much both teams struggled to put the ball in the basket. Low-scoring game, KU only led at the break 26-17, to and frankly, a technical foul gave KU a little lift at the end of the half, or it may have even been closer than that, honestly. Yeah, and uh, here we go again. Uh, we revert back to what we saw on Saturday. Kansas struggled offensively uh, against Iowa State on the road and had only 24 points at half. Well, here they are at 26 points, including a point off the technical. Uh, and so they didn't put a great first half together. And then the Wildcats only scored 19 points against Oklahoma State, came back, like you said, with 41. So you get, you're hopeful that you're not going to see anything like a 19-point first half. You're going to catch your offensive rhythm. Sure, Kansas is good on defense and, and playing really well on defense right now in their last five games or so. So you're, it's not going to be easy to score. But, boy, glad not to have to talk about those 19 points at the half against Oklahoma State. But, uh-oh. Yeah. K-State ended up with less than 17 points against Kansas at half. And it was just such a missed opportunity, Wyatt. It set the tone for the whole game. Uh, K-State didn't have to light up the scoreboard and score 80 points or even get close to 75 or 70. But you have to have a representative first half. If you do that, you should be sitting there maybe with a lead or a tie game and getting ready for an exciting second half. The student section, while small, yes, and the whole crowd, while very, very small compared to what we're used to at Bramley's Coliseum, they were trying to make a, a difference. And you could hear them, and you could see there was a chance for some momentum in the arena if K-State could do some things. But just leaving 17 points in the first half, missing 12 three-point shots, and that just continued on deep into the second half. It was the 11-and-a-half-minute mark or so before Luke Kasupke finally had one go in for K-State. So they missed a ton of three-point shots all day long, but not – executing in the first half why when the game should have been very close was really where the big missed opportunity came let's talk a little bit about a positive and that would be Dejuan Gordon who finished with 12 I think he had 10 in the first half played 28 minutes coach Weber said after the game that was probably a few too many but he was playing well enough they kind of went with it we talked in pregame about they were hoping to get maybe 10 to 12 minutes out of him. That, that was really a positive from my perspective of him uh, giving K-State those kind of minutes and that kind of lift scoring off the bench. Yeah, just even thinking that we could get any production from him at all to ease his way back in is kind of what we thought going into the game was exciting because the the injury that he had, you know, didn't know if he was going to be available. Maybe on Saturday against TCU, he might be able to integrate in and play some minutes. But I thought it was great that he might play 10 minutes or whatever. Happy for him. Glad to have him back. But why? When he went in there, he had quickness. He did not look like he had an injured ankle. And throughout the game, when you look at the minutes that he played, and sure enough, you know, it built up a lot faster than Bruce Weber and his staff ever thought, getting 27 and a half plus minutes. You know, they didn't realize he played that long. But the good news is, is when you're watching him, he wasn't limping. It's not like he sucked it up and was stressing that foot and and just saying, I got to do it because we're playing Kansas. Let's go. I thought he looked pretty good the whole time. You wouldn't have known he, he was injured unless you'd been told. So happy for him. But, man, his play was really good, Why You think about his ability to slice through that Kansas defense. That is not easy to do. They've got shot blockers inside, David McCormick, Mitch Lightfoot, uh, even Jalen Wilson. They're not going to let you get to the basket easily. And you got the other players who are good on defense, and yet he was able to get into the paint, get to a scoring area. And in his two-point shots, Wyatt, he basically was six of nine. 
So he was the only effective offensive weapon K-State had. He did it in, in the offense, did a nice job. Unfortunately, he joined the group missing four three-pointers. So he was like everyone else, missing a lot of them. But most of his work done in the first half to set the tone and give K-State a chance if someone else could play along with him and get some points was driving to the basket, uh, being creative down there. And I thought he did a great job. He gave K-State a real boost. It's a calling that's kept us free. It's a place to belong. What's the calling? It's doing a job that makes a difference. Serving your community and your country. It's part-time service where the impact is full-time. What's your calling? Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. We said in pregame, too, that one guy that concerned K-State was Jalen Wilson. He had put together a stretch of four straight double-doubles. Last night, he missed a double-double by one rebound, but I thought other than that stretch early, K-State did a pretty good job on him, and yet in 30, just over 30 minutes, Dan, he had 11-9, and nine, and eight of those on the defensive end did a really, really nice job for Kansas. Uh, be, between he and 14 for Marcus Garrett, just too much for K-State. Yeah, Marcus Garrett, he's just a uh, lockdown defender. Uh, also got some steals later in the ball game. But Jalen Wilson was the story along with Dejuan Gordon. Those two guys were kind of the ones carrying their ball club when you think about the first half uh, when Wilson did some really good work. Both teams were struggling, scoring the basketball, unable to make any three-point shots. Neither team made a three-pointer in the first half. So who could get good shots at the basket? And the guy who really did was Jalen Wilson. He had three different opportunities to drive and get near the hole. One of the shots had to go right over to the K-State defenders, but he understood the angles, got to the free throw line, shot six free throws in a game where K-State shot six total free throws. Jalen Wilson had six for Kansas. So he was a difference maker to give them that working room in the first half. And like I said, when we got to the half and Kansas had a lead of nine points, you know, there's no way they should have led by nine. If you, you watch the action, if you just make some shots, ones you can make in your sleep if you're a college basketball player, K-State should have been right on top of them. You know, we should have been looking at 26-25 or K-State 30-26, to 26, something like that. But because K-State didn't score, Kansas looked at a nice lead at the half. The chances of winning when you're nine behind KU is pretty hard. In fact, Wyatt, uh, you'd, ha you'd be tying for the 10th greatest comeback in K-State basketball history if you were able to come back from a nine-point deficit and come back and win. It's not easy, especially against Kansas. So that's where the missed opportunities were, and that's really a great credit to Jalen Wilson because he was the main reason why they had that nine-point lead. He was a difference maker in the first half. He really was. K-State struggled for the most part all night long. They made just eight of 28 shots in the first half, shot 33% in the second half, so 31% for the game, and give Kansas credit. They were at 50% in the second half and finished the game at nearly 46%, 22 of 48 after an eight of 20 start uh, to the ballgame. We remind you from the freeway to the field and everywhere in between, Wildcat fans trust the friendly folks at Kansas Land Tire and Service for all their tire and auto service needs. Visit thetirestore.com for the Kansas Land Tire near you. 
An authentic brand is the official apparel provider of K-State Sports Network. Shop for K-State gear at Authentic-Brand.com. That's Authentic-Brand.com. Well, a couple of more games coming at us on Saturday. K-State on the road in Fort Worth at Showmeyer Arena. A 4 o'clock game against TCU. The Frogs are 11-8. and eight. Our coverage will begin at 3 o'clock on the K-State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. 3 o'clock for the pregame show on Saturday. Now, we will say this about TCU. They did not play a midweek game. They lost last Saturday at Texas, 70-55. to But, Stan, a couple of guards will create some problems for anybody, and including K-State. They, they've got R.J. Nimhard and that freshman Mike Miles. Those two kids have been really good. Yeah, no doubt about it. I was so impressed with Mike Miles. He really controlled the game in Manhattan when they played their first time earlier this year. And he set the tone. They jumped out to a lead and had a separation where K-State tried to fight back, but they were on their heels. And he was just in complete control. Very strong, Wyatt. Doesn't look like he has a freshman body. Then he also has a guy in R.J. Nemhart who sits over there as a fourth-year junior as a veteran. So those two guys play off each other very well. No disrespect to Mike Miles. He has the ball in his hand, gets things going. So important for a point guard. But it's nice that you can work in tandem with a guy like Nemhart, who's been so good for TCU as well. Their leading scorer averaging almost 17 points a game this year. And he is a threat from outside as well. Uh, maybe not as big a threat as Miles. Miles really has done a great job, Wyatt, shooting the three-point ball uh, a little bit like the Wildcats' Nigel Pack. I mean, he's hitting 40% of his three-point shots. He's not forcing the ball, not looking to shoot overly much. But when you give him a chance, he'll make that shot as well as the mid-range game that he's so good at. And before we meet again and talk about K-State basketball, the Wildcats return home after that TCU game on Saturday on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock to take on Oklahoma. And to be honest with you, the Sooners have been really one of the surprise teams in the league. They're 13-5 and overall going into the weekend. They're 8-4 and in conference play. Baylor, by the way, leads the pack at 9-0. and You've got KU, a 10-win team now at 10-5. and Oklahoma eight and four, Texas and West Virginia seven and four. So still uh, pretty cluttered there at the top. But the point is, I I would say this is just me. You tell me what you think. But I think Lon Kruger could certainly muster some votes for Coach of the Year. When we saw them early, they weren't getting what they're getting now out of guys like Emoja Gibson and Harkless and some of those kids. They they've really improved. And and honestly, I think you have to look at maybe maybe Austin Reeves being a player of the year candidate in this conference. Well, with the win that they got and the critical play that he made in double overtime to beat West Virginia, what a game that was on the road to win 91 to 90. And around that, they've had two games postponed. So they didn't play Baylor at home. They didn't play Texas at home. So they played West Virginia on the road and their next three games after that, including the one with K-State being the middle one, are on the road. So they're going to play four straight road games. It's spread that? out enough that it probably isn't really that burdensome, but it's kind of crazy that here you're looking at a team that's ranked in the top 10 now, Wyatt. And if you look at the loss column, and it gets a little tricky, should you look at the loss column? Because Kansas is making a run with 10 wins and five losses. They're the only team that's played every scheduled game they're supposed to. It looks like they're going to get to the 18 games without any trouble. But if you look at the loss column, uh, Oklahoma's sitting there with four and has the most wins of anyone with only four losses. So they're kind of in second place right now. It's getting a little bit hard <laughs> with everyone having different numbers of games. And yeah. sure, I just mentioned that they got a couple of hard opponents at home, Baylor and Texas. So how would they, those games come out? 
uh, don't know. But Oklahoma, you're right, Wyatt, has really shifted it into a gear that they may end up being the second-place team in the Big 12 conferences, not where you would have thought they were uh, a little ways back, right? I mean, it just didn't see. But, man, they have hit the accelerator, made plays, and uh, it'll be fun to see Lon Kruger and his crew come in because it's amazing that no matter how good Oklahoma is, K-State seems to fight them very well and match up well with them. And I think that's uh, something that K-State's looking forward to right now in a home game is you, you want to win, but for some reason – I just think that they match up well with Oklahoma, and I expect it to be an exciting game, unless K-State doesn't make any of their outside shots. Wyatt, if you don't yeah. score the basketball, I think I said on the air, I can't remember the number I used, but I think I said college basketball coaches are focused in on about 20 things that they think are so important. How you play ball screens, rebound, running, you know, getting back on defense. Just There's so many aspects of basketball. It's so cool. But if you don't make shots, <laughs> that's still yeah. by far – the number one thing. It doesn't matter if you're in your backyard playing basketball two-on-two two with your buddies. You better be able to shoot the ball to have any chance in basketball. So after you study all those things, and, man, we're around this coaching staff. We see the intensity these players uh, get ready for games with, the amount of study they have. All those things matter a lot until you remind yourself, oh, did we shoot the ball well? That's yeah. the most important thing. And if K-State ends up with 17 points uh, like KU at half or 19 points against Oklahoma State, that's just not going to cut it, Wyatt. So they're going to have to get back to scoring some normal amount of points to have a chance to win. Should be an interesting couple of ball games. Saturday at TCU at 4 o'clock, our coverage at 3, and then next Tuesday, the Wildcats and the Sooners at 8 o'clock at Bramlage Coliseum. will hit the air at 7 for that one. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the Wildcat Weekly Podcast presented by Kansas Land Tire and by Authentic Brand Apparel. For Stan Weber, I'm Wyatt Thompson. Thanks so much for listening. Go Cats! This has been the official Wildcat Podcast presented by Authentic Brand and Kansas Land Tire. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.